0: You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers. This is an episode of What's Up in Dramaland with Saya, Anissa and Boromir. Hi, thanks for joining us. I'm Saya. In this episode, we'll be taking a quick look at current industry news as it pertains to K-drama fans, and we'll be updating you with the dramas set to premiere in the month ahead. This podcast is a project by fans for fans. If you want to be a part of making that dream grow, there are a whole lot of ways you can help. You can share our episodes on fan sites and social media, talk about the podcast to your K-drama loving friends, or leave a review on iTunes or whichever app or platform that you use to listen to us. And if you want to help us keep our lights on, you can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash dramasoverflowers. Finally, you can get in touch with us with your thoughts and ideas. We're always reading the comments on YouTube and DramaBeans, but you can also tweet at us at Paramus Overflow or email us at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com. And that's it from me. Enjoy the episode and tell us what you're looking forward to. Bye. Hi, everyone. Um, this is Saya, and I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> And this is Anissa. Borama
1: couldn't make it, but we have a special guest who you all already familiar with, and that's Pip. Hi, Lollipip. Say hi. Hello. Hi. Thanks for coming back. Oh, no problem. I'm excited. We were planning to ask her to come anyway, but I think this month ended up being a good month for it because we have like some K-pop-related stories. And as y'all know, um, Lollipip is a, is a K-pop expert and enthusiast. So... still in planning (laughs) (laughs) also planning to take over the podcast (laughs) and turn it into a bts podcast which probably has some life in it i'm sure there are already many bts podcasts
0: oh that's probably also true
1: (laughs) all right so this is what i was like this is what we originally wanted uh, to have lollipip on to get her her expert opinion there was a a big scandal that broke about Purdue Sex 101 and none of us watch this show but I know it's like very popular and Lollipop, you watch this show right?
2: I've seen both of the guys seasons and I've seen part of the girls season. At least
1: you're like a lot more familiar with it than we are even if you haven't like watched every season.
2: For people who
0: aren't familiar with the show could you just quickly describe what what the show is and what it does?
2: Yes that's important thanks (laughs) (laughs) because I have no idea what it is. Basically, Produce 101 is a series where they take, it's, it's mostly idols in training, but it might also be uh, idols, like in the, um, in the second season with the guys that uh, resulted in, um, what was it that Con Daniel was in the group? Oh, uh, Day Six? No. Oh, <laughs> no? They all have one in the name of the group. So I've, I've only heard uh, of 101. So, and it's a play on 101. Yeah.
1: Um, and I but clearly know nothing about like, K-pop, like
2: Wanna, Wanna, like W-A-N-N-A. <laughs> <laughs> they take 101 tra- uh, Idol trainees, or sometimes people from groups that weren't doing very well. In the second season, there were a few. There were, I think, three guys. I have the worst memory for names. I swear. Oh no! Don't it's worry fine. about names. How about like just the
0: concept of the show? Like, how does it work? So there are contestants, and then do you sometimes then take
1: what?
2: Ex- uh, existing. Idols like in the final season they had a couple of them up tension so a few other groups so it'll it'll either be idols in training or it will be people from groups that are just they're out there but not maybe doing great or maybe they were in a group and the group disbanded so it's people who just basically want to debut in an in an idol group and yeah. they uh, they usually start out with hundred and one produce forty eight the second girl's team season obviously only had forty eight of them um, and they basically do it American Idol style, but they show you a lot more of the behind-the-scenes stuff, like them practicing and, you know, struggling and doing better and their practices and their rehearsals and sessions with the trainers and all that. Then they'll show their performances, and then the audience votes. And presumably, then assuming up until this final season that the kids who got the most votes got in the group. Uh, And that's the basic idea. But this last season there were a couple of guys who were really popular and they, and they tell you each week what their ranking is from one down to however many. And then they cut out, you know, a certain number of them until they're down to the final, however many they're going to have in the group. And
1: is this ranking based on like audience votes or judging or?
2: supposed to be 100% audience votes. Okay. The audience, they show the show, the audience votes over the next week and then the next week they have elimination. and. You know, the idea being that the most popular, however many, 11, end up in the group. But this last season, there were a couple of guys who were very popular, who were in the top 10 all season long, who didn't somehow make it into the final 11. And it just seemed, and there were, and I believe there was one or two guys that were never in the top 10 all season long that suddenly were put in the group. Mm. And they questioning pretty much immediately. I mean, the day that they announced the winners, I was seeing things on Twitter that were like, uh, these votes have got to be manipulated because this doesn't seem right at all that, you know, this guy got in and this guy didn't because the first guy was so much more popular all season long. So it's come out that there was, I mean, they pretty much raided the entire station. And it has come out that there was photo manipulation, and since then, the uh, was it who, the the guy who runs the show basically now has confessed. Mm. That he's been manipulating. He's confessed to the last two seasons, the ones that the ones that uh, resulted in Eyes One, the girls group, and then um, and then uh, X One, the guys group, and. Uh, he's admitted to those, but they have also found evidence of boat tampering since the beginning.
1: Yeah. So they uh, they booked 10 people, and that included high-ranking officials from CJ Entertainment and also the chief producer of the show and the PD and um, someone from Starships Entertainment, the vice president. And as you mentioned, Ahn Junyoung, Young, who is, I guess, the producer um, he's been he's been receiving favors, and as you said, he admitted to um, the last two seasons. But yeah, they're they're definitely investigating this very intensely.
2: It seems so strange. Was that every season Starship kids have gotten in? Mm. They'll have you know twenty twenty five different agencies represented that always ship gets in.
1: Yeah, and there's been you know some some interviews with like. The people that were actually, sorry, the contestants. They've interviewed contestants as well about their experience. Um, so it was, it was a big story. So as, like, someone who watched and, like, presumably from your posts on Twitter, like, really enjoyed the show, like, what are your thoughts other than just being, like, disgusted, obviously, by the manipulation?
2: I'm so disgusted because I've I've always been a fan of performances. I remember watching the very first American Idol with my mom and getting hooked on it and i love these kinds of shows and this just i feel bad mostly my main response is that i feel bad for the groups because it's not their fault you know it's yeah. not their fault it, the guys that got into x1 is the one that i know the most about because i watched every episode of that season i love them i love their music i feel bad that they've had to cancel all of their performances and for now anyway. Yeah, and it's
1: like in a way even though those kids were, you know, sincere and they're trying their best, it kind of taints even the ones that had success because now people won't think that they got that through their talent. Even though I'm sure all the kids on there are talented and really were, you know,
2: all of the kids that have gotten and I say kids, they're not kids, they're adults, but well, some of them are kids. <laughs> <laughs> It's all got I think there's a 14 year old and oh my goodness but um, they all worked so hard and they all want it so bad and, and the ones that made it in are good I mean they are talented they do deserve to be to be doing what they're doing it's just that there are other guys who were better mm-hmm. and who were objectively better to the point that all of the people watching went finally all stood up and went no this is this can't be right because there's no way these two guys didn't get in.
0: Yeah. You'd think if they were going to do it, they'd do it more subtly so that nobody caught on.
2: I mean, it wasn't even subtle. I mean, one of one of the guys that didn't get in was like consistently top five all season. And then suddenly he's not even in the top 11. That's It was just.
1: Maybe they were being subtle in the first couple of seasons <laughs> and then they like kept getting away with it. So they were like, ah, nobody's going to get this. Yeah. yeah and
2: they just get, got like more and more sloppy. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I heard rumblings about, Previous seasons, but there was nothing they could pin it on. I think they got greedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think they, and I don't understand it because the the two the two members that I really thought were going to get in that didn't were probably the two most talented out of the entire 101 in this final season. No kidding, and it just made no sense. And I think people just finally went. There's no way this can be. You know, this is this is not reflecting what we're voting for.
0: Mm. And to be clear, the votes uh, like voting cost people money as well. So it's also like on the other like a different kind of uh, uh, fraud as well.
2: And if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was that aspect that finally got the authorities involved, because at that point it wasn't just, oh, we're, you know, we're we're making this look better for entertainment sake. But it was you're actually stealing people's money. If you're taking their money for votes and then not, right. My whole takeaway is just that I hope that the groups are not. It it hardly seems fair to allow, especially i one and and X one to continue performing because they were not formed through fair means. But on the other hand, they have worked very hard. They have. They've already been performing as a group, and so, and so a big part of me feels like, and just as a fan, especially of X one, I just want them to keep performing. Selfishly, so yeah. you know, for my own sake as a fan, I want them to keep performing, but I, I don't want them to be punished for something that they didn't have anything to do with. And it yeah. just, seems, just seems so unfair. So I hope that, I don't know, I hope, and, and I know at least one of the guys that didn't make it in the group has has said they've asked him if he would want to be in the group if they offered him a place. And he's already now performing and promoting as a soloist. Mm. Turns out well for everyone.
1: I mean, I think it'll probably be good for the careers of those who are so clearly talented and people are so clearly in their favor because they're the wronged party. And like everyone has seen how talented they are. And so I'm guessing they will probably be okay. But then like for the people in the groups that were formed and like, I'm guessing that not all of them were unfairly placed in that group. Right. But now everyone's just kind of in the same.
2: Several of them, several of them are there they deserve to be there yeah most of them I there's really only two and and you don't know it's a it's it's entirely objective which two you think are the ones that probably wouldn't have made it in yeah that have made it in are very obvious the two that got in instead it's a little harder to to tell because they are so talented but
1: yeah but that's kind of just going to follow them like the suspicion or or this like dark shadow is just going to follow them after this probably
2: yeah, especially since they signed a five-year contract oh i
1: mean Yikes. I
2: think the first two seasons it was a year each and for eyes one it was a year and a half but they were so popular that x1 signed five-year contracts so it's um you know it's going to be a big deal if they do have to disband i hope that doesn't happen
1: yeah we'll see all right. So our next story is about also um, about a scandal-ridden television variety show that was pulled off the air last year. Last year? I think it was last uh, year. Yeah, last year. So One Night in Two Days has been announced that it's coming back. It has an almost entirely new cast. The only person that's coming back from the old cast is Kim Jong-min, who's been, he's like the original member. He's been there since season one. Um, this will be, I mean, I'm, we talked a lot about, you know, Jung Jun young and how he was first dropped from the show after his scandals came out. And then Cha tae and Kim jun ho had like this really minor gambling scandal that they were like gambling among themselves with like small amounts of money, but people were already so angry that like, they also got kicked out and then they just like indefinitely canceled the show. Um, so this will be season four. and. I'm really sad that that cast is not coming back because I loved season three with the exception of that terrible person who I don't want to mention again. Um, so I have mixed feelings. I'm like the, the one night and two days fan on this on this <laughs> podcast. I don't know, Lollipip, if you watch this show or if you are a fan of this show. In any I,
2: I have seen episodes. I have never. I'm really a completionist. So... If I can't start from the beginning and watch every single episode, then it's hard for me to get into something. Um, mm. I, love, I love these kinds of variety shows. I am a major running man at it. And this new cast has me excited. I love Kim Sunho, I love Robbie from Bit. So I will probably be tuning into this one.
1: Yeah, so just to um, to tell who's gonna be in there, it's uh, Kim Jong Min, Yeon jong Hoon. Who's an actor? Moon Se-yoon, Kim Sun-ho, Dindin, and Ravi from Vix. So I think Dindin and Ravi are both idols. Yoon Jung-hoon and Kim Sun-ho are actors. Moon Se-yoon I'm not as familiar with, but he oh he's also maybe he's a comedian and a character actor. I don't know much about him. All of these people are people I like, but then on the other hand, like I I'm gonna miss like the. Ajoshi vibe from season three where people just like didn't care about their image and they were very funny and they were like brutally harsh with each other in a really funny way. I feel like everyone is has very polished other than Kim Jong-min has like very polished sort of personas on this cast and and also I guess with the exception of Moon soon.
2: i sure that Robbie is a hot mess. Oh okay oh that's
0: good good to know. Well maybe he and Kim Jong-min will bring it down.
2: His onstage persona is very much like bad boy, tough guy, but he's a goof. He's a humongous goofball, and I think he's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Okay, I guess I'm only familiar with his onstage persona and like his music, so I did not know that. So that's
2: uh... anything like that because <laughs> he's
1: not. Okay, good to know. I think it's uh, I think it's debuting, premiering on uh, like potentially premiering on December eighth. So it should be coming up soon. Are you going to watch anything? I think I am. Yeah, I missed the show enough. Like it it was the only variety show. So like Lollipip, I am also kind of a completionist. But when I started watching it, instead of trying to go back and watch seasons one and two, because there were so many episodes, I just started right at the first episode of season three. And it was like so awkward and bad in the beginning. And then it became so good um, that I like really took that journey with the cast. And then, you know, like Kim Jong-un passed away. I cried for days. I really, I, I felt like I really bonded with that cast, and I also, I just want to like say a small prayer of remembrance for um the amazing comedic genius of Kim Jun Ho and uh, Cha Tae Hyun because they were so good and I miss them. Are they doing any other activities now? I think Cha Tae is coming back with a drama on a cable channel soon.
0: Oh right, that's one of our is that one of our upcomings?
1: Um, not yet. I don't okay. think i yeah. think i saw the casting news somewhere but, uh, yeah the casting news has been announced so yeah i i think um that season had a good run i'm also going to miss DEF CON because he was hilarious but you know i i guess new things are coming i'm tentatively looking forward to it definitely going to watch it are
2: you going to watch Pip? i'm definitely going to check it out yeah for for robbie and for kim sunho i think kim sunho is a lot of fun i've But I'm sure you guys, I've recapped almost all of his dramas. I like him as an actor. Yeah. Except the one he's in now. And I've seen him do some really crazy stuff. So I think if that's what he's willing to do on camera, then then he's going to bring a lot of silliness to the show too. True. So as people
1: have been talking about a lot lately, um, Parasite debuted in the US in October. Um, And then it went like kind of wide in November. And it's... Uh, it's the highest grossing foreign language film um, in North America this year. So it's, and maybe like even it's beat like other previous years as well. Like it's very popular. A lot of people are watching it. Um, People are saying that like, like industry entertainment reporters are saying that it might even be on the list for best picture, not just best foreign language film at the Oscars. So it's getting a lot of buzz, obviously people are loving it. And so With the success of Parasite, CJ Entertainment is um, kind of looking to expand into the global market. This was like a few days after that. They have announced that like Netflix has entered a three-year deal with um, CJ-owned Studio Dragon. And Studio Dragon has made a lot of the really big popular dramas like um, Goblin and... Mr. Sunshine. Yeah, so it's... They're behind pretty much everything these days,
0: I feel like. They're huge, yeah. And they really they make some really like blockbustery blockbusters.
1: Yes, very high production values. They spend a ton of money on their projects. They're so. not all necessarily good though. No, I mean they made <laughs> so they made some of the ones that they made were Forest of Secrets, Mister Sunshine, Memories of the Alhambra, Romance is a Bonus Book, Arthdal Chronicles, Arthdal. So like. These are all shows that have already come out on Netflix. So they have a pre-existing relationship. It's not like this is something new, but this is just more like official and it's a three-year contract and it's it's going to be you know, it's a more like official type of partnership. So yeah, I guess, what do you think?
2: I mean, 80% yay, 20% concerned. Only because I don't I've recapped several of the ones that they've done together. I, I don't see how the collaboration benefits the dramas. Mm. Other than having a higher budget, obviously. I mean, anyone who's seen Arthal, <laughs> that was crazy, and don't get me started. But I, I, I would like to know what, what the benefit is to the dramas, other than just a higher... I think they get more
0: international exposure through Netflix. So when well, you're putting it on Netflix, you're putting it into the mainstream,
2: basically. That, and that is, that is true.
1: Yeah, and I think with the launch of Disney Plus, like what Netflix can really depend on um, is its international global market. And the mm-hmm. easiest way for them to get stuff out to their global market, and rather than licensing it in every region, is to just like produce or like exclusively license stuff that then has their name on it, which they can just mm-hmm. put out to their already really huge global audience. Whereas like Disney Plus is only in the US, but like they got like 10 million subscribers in their first week. <laughs> so obviously <laughs> it's like a threat to Netflix, right? Yeah, and considering that Netflix is still in the red.
2: Yeah, I think that was probably 95% because people wanted to see The Mandalorian. That's true. And
1: I mean, maybe some of those people are just there for the one-week free trial. Who knows? (laughs) They're not going to announce the numbers after the one-week free trial is over. Like, that's not good news for them.
2: Mostly, I think the collaboration is going to be a good thing. I think that with the popularity of pop right now um and not just bts but other groups too are doing really well for themselves black teens X, X, Seventeen come in next month i'm so excited but I've, i read somewhere recently that for language classes in colleges the korean classes have had like something like 95 percent increase in mm. enrollment because people love k-pop and they're getting into k-dramas and they want to be able to understand more for themselves
1: nice we have a we have a k-pop like a class about like Hallyu at our school, like for undergrads, um, and it was full this year and like apparently the my friend is taking it and she was telling me she's in Korean with me and she's apparently like she told her class after like, like at the end of the semester that she's actually a singer in Korea and she's like, wow. the, yeah, like she's a legit singer and like they just thought that she was a professor. <laughs> um but yeah apparently she's like done osts for some like big dramas and stuff so that was very cool to find out um i kind of wish i had taken the class now
2: (laughs) this is a good time for them for for dramas to hop on this train that that k-pop is is driving over to the east i mean to the west and uh you know get, get on that because i know i know people that have told me that oh i've watch this great show on Netflix and it turns out to be a Korean drama and they've never seen them before. And they're coming to me because they know I'm into them, and they're asking me for more recommendations.
1: Yeah. I think that the Netflix, although it kind of spelled the end of days for um, drama fever, but Netflix getting into the Korean drama game, it's definitely brought a lot of new fans to it. Like I know a lot of people who were like, yeah, I watched this Korean show on Netflix. Like you, you know something about those, right? Like you do something that's related to that. I'm like, yeah.
2: So what I'm getting, I've got, I've had, you know, strangers on Twitter messaging me and saying, Oh, I've I've heard you're into this thing. What other shows can I watch?
1: Interesting. The other thing I think I agree with you, Lollipop. I think it's a very smart uh, strategy to like, for for the drama producing part to like jump in. Um, I also just wanted to clarify something that I think I was like, not that clear about earlier, but there's like a drama piece to this, which is like this big Netflix deal. And then there's a movie piece. Um, And I was, I thought it was interesting. So Variety, I think, um, interviewed the CJ's head of international, Jerry Co. and they introduced him and he was saying that like, we've tried to release like remakes or like we've tried to sell remakes in the US, but like none of them have actually gotten anywhere. Like none of them have been released. None of them even been produced out of all the movies that they've sold to the US over the years. So now they're actually going to produce these movies themselves. So they're now they're going to have like a U.S. development and production team that like shares time between Korea and the U.S. So like the main decisions are going to be made in Korea. But as the business grows, it's going to slowly be, you know, more more independent. So I think this is an interesting shift rather than just them just being like, oh, yeah, here's the rights to remake this thing or here's the rights to this movie. Now they're like taking production in the U.S. like into their own hands. And it must be frustrating to
0: sell rights to all sorts of things and then never see them get made. 'Cause yeah. I mean, as a Korean national, you must be like, you know, quite excited at the idea of hey, this
1: film getting a remake or that
0: film getting a remake. And, and I then know it that happen.
1: Yeah, and we've seen these sort of stories where like, oh, this thing has been sold and then it just like fizzles out and it becomes nothing. Yeah. So after a while you're just yeah. like, eh, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, like it sounds like when books
0: are optioned, you just wanna sell the
2: I was just saying I thought I heard they were gonna do Boys Over Flowers
0: but how yeah. many times have we heard that no one should make boys over flowers anymore. yeah that's a story that just doesn't die. need to be
1: made let, let the past die kill it if you have to <laughs> with fire yeah so, sorry that was a, that was a star wars reference i don't know if anyone would get it <laughs> but yeah it's interesting to see where that's gonna go um i did have one more thought to add to that though yes
0: um go ahead. which is whenever we talk about like netflix and stuff we talk about or at least recently we talk about how it will survive against giants like disney plus or the new um at&t service and things like that but what about the niche providers like this like netflix is edging out what about like obviously drama fever was gone but there's still like Vicky and you know Kokoa and places like that and what effect will this have on on those providers that's mm-hmm. what i wonder about
1: yeah i think um vicky specifically provides enough of a community aspect where like netflix is like zero community aspect you can't even leave reviews anymore so there's no fan interaction with the content you're just like receiving it and that's it you either like subscribe or you don't so i think vicky provides enough of that like you know people leave timed comments and they Mm. you feel like you're watching together as a community and then you can leave like I think you can leave reviews, I'm not sure. But then there's also like the fan subbing community. So it, I think it provides enough that Netflix doesn't provide. And I think it still provides a lot more dramas, right? Yes. So.
2: One request of Netflix, because I know that they do their own subs. And I would appreciate it as a, as a viewer and as a recapper, if they would not Americanize. Yes. And if they would not add in curse words that are not there, Vagabond. Thank you. It's...
1: <laughs> Yeah, this is a recurring complaint that we have with Netflix. It's literally what I was about to say. <laughs>
2: There's no reason for that. The The writing is already great as it is. Just translate what they're saying. You don't, don't, I don't want it to Americanize it. It's really obvious and it's really annoying.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I love the production value that Netflix can bring to a drama, but I hate the subs. Like, they are my, my lowest ranked subs. I will only go to Netflix if I have no other choices. Yeah. The subtitles really are—they just they lack. You know, people used to complain. We all used to complain about Drama Fever subs, but actually, Drama Fever subs compared to this are really, really good. Yeah,
1: I mean, Drama Fever was, were not that bad. Um, they weren't that bad. They I were had actually more pretty of an good. Ethical dilemma them. that. Was not yeah. the quality yeah. of the, of the <laughs> subtitles. Yeah, I think also um for international, I know that they're not available in the U.S., but I think in a lot of Southeast Asian countries, you can also get VIU. Uh, subs and I, those have been pretty good quality when I've been able to see them. Yeah, I like those. And it's a legal service, but it's not one that you can access here in North America, I don't think.
2: No, but you can get the subs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are they are to be
1: found. <laughs> they, they are to be found. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to some like quicker news stories um, and like updates. So the first one is that um, there's going to be a mini Goblin and Reaper reunion. So if you haven't heard, Lee wook who played the Reaper in Goblin, is going to have his own talk show. And gong Yu is going to be one of his like early guests. So we can see them together again, except, you know, in, in their real-life personas. Will they
0: sing about underpants, though? <laughs> they will most likely not, but you never know. I think I'm going <laughs> to tune in just to find out. Oh, man, I hope it gets subbed, because I, I would like to at least check out that episode. I can't imagine that it so won't. I will
2: sub it. Yeah. you have to go on
1: YouTube,
0: you'll be able to find the sub, I promise. You know, I've been um like for no real reason, YouTube is just making me watch stuff and it's been making me watch Return of Superman. So I've been watching the uh Lee Dong-uk episodes when he's with um is it Idongguk's kids or five kids? Um and they're just so funny and he's so funny and it's all so cute. I love Return of Superman, but I don't actually watch it, I just watch the clips.
1: So. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty slow show if you watch the entire I, I did watch it for a while and it's it's cute, but it's like one of those shows that you have on in the background. It's not something that you watch like fully, but then the cuteness is so cute. Like there are some moments where you're just like, <laughs> oh my God. So the next story is also an exciting, this is my favorite story of this month. Um, Kim woo is back. Yay. Yay. Um, he came, he uh, made his first TV appearance since he's been away to deal with his um, throat cancer. And hairs, yeah, nasopharyngeal, yeah,
2: nasopharyngeal cancer.
1: Yes, sorry, I didn't know that. Which is the it's, name. it's the same thing, more or less. So he presented at the fortieth Blue Dragon Film Awards, looking very nice and very healthy and very happy. So we're very happy for him, and we're excited to see him again on the screens. Teared up a little bit at that
0: because <laughs> I, I, I was rather i was shocked at myself because I'm, I'm not particularly emotional either so i was just watching his little segment I, was like, Ooh!
2: <laughs> I, know, I know i mentioned in a previous podcast that i i had a hard time recapping uncontrollably fond oh, um, yeah. i had a friend that passed away of the same illness that he passed away from that's in the- right
1: Yeah.
2: And I, he's always been one of my favorites. And then to hear that he was sick also was very frightening. I think what, I think he handled it really well though. I mean, he has stayed out of the public eye. He's actually been finished with treatment for two years. Wow. I think he was smart to take his time. I think he finished treatment in December, 2017. I think he was smart to take his time and rest and make sure he was really, truly healthy.
1: Definitely. Because these actors are so often pressured to get back to work way too early after injuries and after illnesses. So it's really good that he, he took his time. So we we'll still hope he doesn't come back too quickly. Yeah. So a less uh less happy story. Um so we were we talked about Kim Kang Ji hwans rape case, um rape sexual assault case. Um he has been sentenced or no, he has not been sentenced. Prosecutors have recommended three years in prison. For him, he is like admitted that he did all of that, which if you missed that story, he sexually assaulted two of the female employees of his agency while they were unconscious at his house. You can read his apology or like I'm, I'm using air quotes when I say apology on the internet, but um, I'm just like so thoroughly disgusted with this man and I don't care that he's appearing to be remorseful. He should get the full punishment that they can manage.
0: Pretty sure he won't, though.
1: Yeah, uh, ugh. I feel
0: like he's more likely to get a suspended sentence and probation or
1: something. Oh god, I hope he at least good gets some prison money. time. Yeah, I feel like he's really leaning on the whole like, oh, I, I, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't realize, whatever, crap. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the drink, the drinks made me do it.
2: Don't get that drunk.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to, that's just an update. I don't think we need to spend too much time talking about this piece of garbage human being. But um, the other thing, the last news story that I wanted to talk about was that um jun has been confirmed to be leading this new NBC time travel or time slip drama. Um, I really want him to have a happy ending where he doesn't <laughs> die. He's not a villain. He's not getting dismembered. Like, please, oh, <laughs> just be happy. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's all. That's all I wanted to say. Does well, anyone I, think, else have thoughts? I think you'll be saved from dis- uh, Dismemberment, at least. I mean, it's a fantasy mystery thriller, so no Dismemberment, hopefully.
1: Yeah, it's NBC. I feel like they're not going to go that far.
0: So. Oh, I've seen some gory NBC dramas. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't come to mind right now, but I remember when something was particularly um, painful or difficult, I'd look in the corner to see who it was and I'd be like, this is an NBC drama. What the (laughs) kid So yeah, it it can
1: happen. But yeah, I'm really honestly I'm really excited for this because I love him and um Namjihan is in talks to be the heroine and I also love her and I think that would be amazing together. So And I like time slips, so I'll be watching this too. Yes. And it's interesting in the sense that like it's not just one person who's time traveling. It's ten people who are traveling in time, but they're only traveling in time like one year back. Mm -hmm. So it's like Rather than you're going to back to this time when like either you don't belong at all or it's like a completely different era of your life. It's like, oh, maybe you can undo like that bad decision that you made six months ago. <laughs> well, he's a det- uh,
0: violent crimes detective, so he'll probably just be solving crimes. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like then, I have you, more info on this now. Do, do, you, do you not find that um lacks a little something when he's uh, like um, a nice lead? And that he's really much more in the game when he's a bit horrible. Bite your tongue. He never <laughs> lacks. Anything. I just, I just remembered City Hunter. I, I, I bite him. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, uh, well, he, he, lacks some limbs anyway. As of right now. Oh my gosh! I don't know if I can continue watching Dr- that drama. Drama limbs, yeah. not real limbs. <laughs> in
1: case anyone's worried. Yeah. Are you watching The Lies Within, Lolly Pip? no
2: it's one that i want to watch i just i don't have any time
1: yeah no it's it's kind of brutal so if you have trouble with that kind of stuff maybe maybe not yeah maybe wait till you're in the mood there's so
2: many things right now that i want to watch and i'm and i'm so busy with recapping and stuff right now and i just haven't had any time to watch anything
1: yeah no i am also i mean i'm not recapping but like it's the end of the semester and i have like so many papers do, and I have to start writing my thesis, so I'm I'm in the same boat. No time to watch anything.
0: I'm reviewing this drama, and I'm like eight episodes behind.
1: <laughs> so oh my goodness, you better six catch up. Episodes
0: behind. <laughs> That's my plan for this week, is just squeeze them in so I can write it next weekend when it, the finale is. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so I think we're all excited about this show. So speaking of what's upcoming, let's move on to December upcoming, and before we get into the new shows... Um, that we want to talk about this month. I just want to give a quick update. Um, So we discussed Stove League and Crash Landing on You in our previous What's Up in Dramaland. They were originally supposed to air in November, but they've now been moved forward. And Stove League is going to premiere December 13th. Crash Landing on You is airing December 14th. And um, just to refresh people's memories, Stove League is a baseball drama with Nam Gung-min, where he's like, it's like an underdog baseball drama. And Crash Landing on You, which we previously had the title of Emergency Landing of Love, which I think for once the English title is actually better <laughs> than the Korean <laughs> title or like the literal translation of the Korean title. <laughs> um, so, but it's like the North Korea, South Korea, Hyunbin, uh Sun Yejin drama. So any thoughts on these? I know both of you were not on the previous month when we talked. So I just wanted to like get some quick thoughts or quick, like, what are you anticipating most?
2: I'm I'm gonna watch Crash Landing on You only because the entire premise of it sounds like such a train wreck. It really <laughs> it kind does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> but yet the casting is k- incredible, right? So I, I kind of want to see it. Just obviously, they saw something in the script that's not in the in the you know broad strokes of the plot.
1: Hmm.
2: But it does have a really great director. So it will
0: look good if nothing else yeah we'll see <laughs> and it's kim Jong-un's, uh comeback after
1: his um illness
0: well yeah. i don't know if that's an accurate way of putting that but he took a break and hopefully he's better now
1: yeah so the stuff that we i'm also looking forward to crash landing on you for all those reasons
0: oh can i can i just say, add one thing to the leak before we move on sure and then you can do a bit again of course um so yeah, you guys talked about this last month and I was yelling at, at my computer as you talked, saying, I loved Heart Surgeons and Defendant. So I wasn't planning to watch this, but I, I think I will
1: because of that.
0: And like Heart Surgeons was like super underwatched and extremely underrated, but it was really, really good.
1: I, I remember you saying that you enjoyed it. Yeah. I really
0: liked it. Yeah. It was kind of low key. Um a bit like uh Perma Day You Forgot Poetry, but more like, it was low-key in that way, but it was about heart surgeons, as mm-hmm. opposed to physios. And Pugginbin, I really like her. Namgungmin, I, I know everyone loves him, but I don't. I, I will, the last things I saw him in was his supervillain roles. And that was just like, I don't want to watch you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well,
2: I'll you check it out. He's so cute. See, which one, sorry? Any, anything where he is funny or romantic, which usually is the same thing for him. You should just try one, because he is adorable. You should Everyone, watch Chief says Kim. That. Everyone says that, <laughs> but
1: I'm like, there's no murder. <laughs> okay, we know how bloodthirsty you are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I hated him as villains. <laughs> All right, so the next drama that I want to talk about is Selection, or Between Women. Um, it's airing December 15th. It's going to have 16 episodes, and it'll be on cable drama TV Chosen. And it stars Jin Se-yeon and Kim Min and a bunch of other people, um, but it's basically about the competition around the selection of a new queen. And this heroine actually has a twin sister who was murdered, and she decides to become the queen in order to like find out what happened. So it's kind of a re- revenge drama, I'm guessing. And he, the king, is also he's like traumatized; he's been shot in the head. Um, he has precognitive dreams. Um, so it sounds pretty involved, the plot. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I am like, Jinseon is an automatic no for me, unfortunately, although I like Kim and Q. What do you guys think? Are you anticipating this?
2: I honestly haven't heard anything about it. Um, is it a saguk or is
1: it? It's a saguk. So I, I couldn't, I think it's set in the Joseon period. Um, But you're right. I haven't heard a lot about it either. I don't think it's gotten... uh, TV Chosun is a really small channel, so I guess they haven't really put out a lot of promotional materials. Um, It looks gorgeous, but I also... I don't know. I'm wary of it just becoming like, here's this cutthroat competition between a bunch of women who are trying to drag each other down so they can marry this one guy, you know? But it's the director of Princesses Men and uh, Chosun
0: Gunman, which Ah. are both... Like, the production value of those were amazing. Direction okay. was amazing in those as well.
2: That, like, doubles my interest. Mm. Princess Man was so good. And yet we
0: can never watch it again. Ugh. Yeah. thing with Jinseon is, I know she has, like, there's a whole, an automatic knee-jerk reaction in the older fandom, which is like, ugh, no. And I don't hate her, but I also kind of don't love her. Yeah. She's kind of very bland. But then again, I think Saguk suits her because you don't need... You need more restraint for Soguk than, you know, overt emotion. So maybe, and she's been doing quite a few Sogoks lately as well. So
1: yeah. it might not be terrible. The next one is Prosecutor's Diary. Um, it's a JTBC drama. It's airing t- December sixteenth. Also sixteen episodes, and it stars Isang Yun and Jung Eun as just basically overworked prosecutors, um, tackling the cases that they have to deal with. Um, it looks a little on the sl- slice of life side, and it's adapted from a novel. Um, And it's the director of Age of Youth. um, And also Park sun who wrote Age of Youth, is also listed as one of the writers. So I am like, really, I'm really excited about this. Are you guys excited?
2: No. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest, I I avoid law dramas unless I have to watch it. I see. Really, um, unless I'm recapping it, I'm not watching a law drama.
0: I love Chung yeo but everything else sounds kind of not really
2: my yeah.
1: thing. This actually sounds like my thing, so I'm going <laughs> to watch it.
2: Chung <laughs> real is one of those actresses for me that I like her a lot. I love her acting style, but the dramas she chooses rarely interest me very much. Mm. Yeah, she doesn't pick good shit. She, she doesn't have a
0: good track record on, on yeah, the show she's
1: picked. That's true, she's had some duds over the
2: years. She's had like two or three in a row. I did love Bubblegum, I loved her in that. Oh, which we recapped together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> Bubblegum was horrible, but I, but other than that, every time I've tried to, well, and King of Dramas, but other than those two, her, as much as I love her as an actress, when I see she's in something, it kind of makes me go, oh, maybe not. Hmm, interesting. Ooh. So I have the
0: opposite reaction. If I see she's in it, I'll be like, oh, let me see what else. Is there any other draw?
2: Because
0: hmm. I, th- I watched um her last two dramas because of her. But, um yeah. Did um, she play a prosecutor in her last drama? Yeah, story. she did. <laughs> oh, not her last one, but the one before last. Oh, okay, okay. She did that, Um, you know, the Jealousy, not Jealousy Incarnate, but the one that was by the same people. I can't remember yeah. its name right now. Uh, the one with Jang Greasy Hyuk Love. and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greasy, greasy Mellow. Mello. Walk of Love, Walk of Love. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so I just put those two together and got Greasy Love. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That I was can pretty, That's the that's the drama I want to watch now. That's <laughs> what I'm calling <laughs> it from now on. Okay, the next drama is called Black Dog. Um, and that's literally the Korean title is Black Dog. You know, Black Dog. Yeah. So it's <laughs> um, it. it's pretty great. It's also airing December sixteenth on TVN. Um, it stars So Ramiran, and Hajun. Um, honestly, I had not heard anything about this until I was looking up upcoming dramas. But, it's but it about looks a- good. Yeah, it does. It's about <laughs> a young woman who gets a temporary teaching position. Um, she's like fighting for the students' dreams. It's basically looking into the lives of teachers, and it's like a sort of a commentary on society that type of drama and the screenwriter and the director both don't really have much previous work but that's not necessarily it's
2: produced drama. by studio dragon oh, okay yes i have the opposite reaction to so hyunjin i will watch anything that she is in I, it, it can be a law drama it can be a doctor drama <laughs> I <watch>. no i'm <laughs> with you i love her too she is on. i mean it's just brilliant so i think yeah. that i think that this one is definitely one i'll check out yeah
0: it sounds like school 2013 but uh, like an all girls version and it's like from the perspective of the teachers more Mm -mm. i like it i'm gonna check this one out for sure yeah all
1: right so that's all the upcoming dramas there's not a ton this this month i think it's just the end of the year and we had a ton air like in the previous few months so so everything is
0: mid-run or sort of
1: yeah having a break before new year. I think we could all use a break. <laughs> Maybe we can use <laughs> the holidays to catch up a little bit or if that's <laughs> even possible. <laughs> but um thank you so much for joining us, Lolly Pip, and for sharing your your K-pop industry expertise and your drama expertise and your enthusiasm.
2: I mean, anytime you guys want me to come do this, I, I love it. It's a blast. It's
1: always great to have oh, you. we love
2: having you as well. Yeah. All right then.
1: I think we should end it here. Um We're looking forward to next month's dramas. And I guess it's a good time to like, wish everyone happy holidays if you're celebrating, or if not, if you're just gonna sleep and hibernate because it's winter (laughs) where you are. And you get a couple of days off work. Yes, enjoy that too. Bye. Bye everyone. Bye.